Welcome to Story Jam. Hey, this is Stephanie Rogers. I'm the host and producer of Story Jam, a live lit storytelling and music show. Story Jam presents fantastic stories and a kick-ass band playing original songs written for each story. For more about our shows and our workshops, please visit us at storyjamshow.com. Today's podcast episode features Archie Jamjun. Archie is a beloved part of the Story Jam team. We're going to hear Archie's story from our live show. We'll hear the song we wrote and played for it, and that's all. Now, here is Archie Jamjun live at Story Jam. So, I was a somewhat lonely kid growing up. While I wasn't exactly an outcast, my parents told my sister and I that American kids were dangerous, and they had sneaky and underhanded ways of keeping them from us. For example, if I was invited to a birthday party, my father would scoff at the idea of buying a present. <laughs> it is their birthday. Why I have to pay? And so on more than one occasion, I was sent to a friend's birthday with pieces of our home decor as a present. As in, happy birthday, James. Here's a hand-woven wicker basket. It was made by mountain people in Thailand. So I was not that popular. I did have a friend, though. I had a best friend. I had a cat. I had a cat named JJ. And JJ wasn't just any cat. He was a Siamese cat, which meant he was Thai, like my family. See, we'd had a couple cats before, but they had run away. And my mom explained this was an American problem. <laughs> no Thai cat would run away. American cat run away because they wild. Like American people. <laughs> oh, but Thai cat, Thai cat so loyal, so love you, just like Thai wife. We would cross that bridge later. <laughs> Now, I loved JJ so much. Like, I remember when my mom brought him home and he was in a little cardboard box and I picked him up and he was like, meow. And I had no idea that meow would start to rule my life because I spoiled JJ. So every time he wanted to eat, he would meow at me and I would carry him. And if we were sleeping in the middle of the night, he would meow. If you need to use a litter box, and I would carry him. He had to do nothing. And this confused JJ. He stopped seeing me as his master and started to see me as his mate. And this was evidence the first time he tried to mate with me. <laughs> see, he'd always pawed me. It was so cute. He was like a little masseuse. But then one day I noticed that JJ inter introduced a pelvic thrust into the routine. <laughs> and it started gaining with speed. And it got faster and faster until it reached a frantic climax, at which point he stopped looked at me like he owned me, and then cleaned his crotch. This is horrible. And not wanting to be his sex toy, every night when JJ would start to paw me, I'd hold his two front legs together until the urge passed. But every now and then, I would wake up just in time to see JJ stop, look at me like he owned me, and then clean his crotch. But it like, wasn't just about sex with JJ, though. He was very jealous, too. 
When my cousin bought me two female hamsters for my birthday, JJ did not like that. And because the people who work at pet stores are obviously all scientists, these two female hamsters had a lesbian miracle, and they gave birth to a litter of hairless babies. The attention I showed my hamster family was too much for JJ to handle, and he would paw at the cage really angrily. But my mom had bought me a pop and lock top, so I felt very safe about my hamsters. One day, though, I woke up and saw that the top had been taken off. I ran over to the hamster cage and looked for my little family, but they were nowhere. They weren't there. I started to look around the room, and I realized I was standing in the middle of a hamster massacre. There were body parts, both hairless and furry, strewn all over the room. I screamed. I ran to go get my parents, but there was JJ standing in the hallway, licking his lips. He had a look in his eye. It said, "It's cute when you try to love other people. It's cute." And it's tasty too. <laughs> and so after that, it was very loyal. I did not get any other pets, but eventually I had to go to college. And like, how do you explain to your cat that you're just trying to pursue your dreams, or your parents are forcing you to go to U of I? How do you explain that? And so JJ was so confused, and he he tried to send me home by spring urine all over my parents' house, and he would leave dead rodents in my bed. But uh, eventually, I graduated and uh, very successfully moved back into my old bedroom at home. <laughs> and um, but I was no longer a lonely, sheltered teenager anymore. No, I was a newly out of the closet, party-focused twink, very excited to see how many men I could sleep with and how many drugs I could put up my nose. This left little time for JJ's needs or my parents' expectations. And one day, my mom sat me down to talk to me about it, and she's like, "Archie, what the hell are you doing with your life?" And I was like, "Don't worry, I have friends, and I'm gonna go move into their apartment with them." And she, my mom started to tell me, like, I should really focus on my life, take advantage of their free rent. And then she's like, "And your cat, JJ, he's so old, and he loves you so much. You can at least stay here until he dies." My mom was right, so I decided, JJ, I, we should reconnect. So I locked us in my bedroom and I hotboxed the room. At first, JJ seemed to really enjoy the marijuana smoke. He like nodded his head along to the music, but then he freaked out. He ran over to my leather coat and took a big piss on it. He ran out of the room screaming like a banshee. We had obviously grown apart. It was a Sunday of Pride, 2005, and I had been awake since Friday. <laughs> I don't want to say how, but just think Breaking Bad, but gay with rainbows and stuff. <laughs> I was going to a after-hours party in Uptown. I was going up, and my phone rang, and it was my father. And he's like, "Archie, you must come home right now. JJ is very sick." I'm like, "Okay, I'll be home in a little bit." He's like, "Right now." Dad, it's gonna be fine. The party was amazing. I was greeted by an angel. Literally, my Puerto Rican drug dealer named Angel dressed up as an angel in a pink speedo and feathered wings. <laughs> He handed me a bullet of Special K. I made out with a porn star who gave me some ecstasy, and then seven hours later, I woke up in my friend's bedroom. 
I looked at my phone and I saw that I had missed several calls from home, but there were no voicemails. I got up, I splashed water on my face and headed home. My dad opened the front door before I could even get my key in. He's dead. He meowed at me to carry him to your bed, and he waiting there for you. It's too bad you're so busy. Now my dad had just watched Mulan, so he then wrapped JJ in a blanket and placed him on our dining room table, where he was surrounded by pictures of our dead ancestors. <laughs> This is ridiculous, I said under my breath. No, my dad said. You just feel ashamed. And at the time, my brain was like too fried to realize anything. But my dad was right. I did feel ashamed because, you know, at that point in my life, everyone had very lofty ideas of what I should do with myself, and they had nothing to do necessarily with who I was. But JJ, all he wanted to do was see me before he died, and he knew he was going to die, and I couldn't even do that. People say. Absolutely no regrets. Okay, it was Madonna in the Human Nature video, but still, people say absolutely no regrets, and I just think that is bullshit. Like, how do you get through life without regrets? I definitely regret that day. If I could go back and change it, I would definitely be there for JJ. I turned around, and there was my mom. She said, "What did I tell you about tight cats? They are always so loyal." Thank you very much. Lately, I'm.
Dykehead. Thank you, dear listeners. Please don't forget to visit us online and find out all about our storytelling workshops, classes, events, and our upcoming retreat. And please take a moment to review us if you have the time. Always remember and never forget, in perpetuum storius, it means keep those stories going. See you next time at Story Jam. Check us out at storyjamshow.com.